If you feel the urge to be physically intimate, think about her trying to deliver a baby. (laughs) That'll shut it down. (laughs) Hey, y'all, and welcome to Marriage Talks, a real, authentic, and relatable podcast about how to thrive in your marriage. I'm Elizabeth Ann. And I'm Michael. Today, we are going to be talking about a husband's role during the postpartum phase. Yeah. I'm excited about this. Yeah. It's kind of a serious topic. And uh, this one came from a listener who's a good friend of ours. And you guys know we're always searching out there for new questions. We've got our list, but we always love to hear what are people really wondering about? What can we possibly speak to? Yes. So we were super glad to get this custom question yes because we want to make it you know relatable for you as the listener we get we have things that we'd love to talk about but you know we want to know what you want to hear and so it's really important to get those questions out there so feel free to shoot us a question yeah all right so for those of you guys who are uninitiated postpartum we just kind of wanted to define it i think everybody kind of knows what it is but just in case we lost anybody it's the period of time right after a new mom delivers a baby. So in general, it's about 12 months long, but yes. it's kind of variable. Well, I did I did some research and I didn't really find an exact like timeline. You know, there's all kind of variables like postpartum, like I'm not going to get really graphic, but <laughs> because some people just like it makes them nervous. But <laughs> but what a woman goes through like directly after the birth that's kind of specific to that, but I'm talking, I think really what we're addressing is like the postpartum, um, overall as a big umbrella, because what a woman goes through is a lot of emotional and bodily changes. And so not just specifically like immediately after to a month, like what actually happens with her body, but like how she identifies with other people and her role as a woman and a mother and a wife. And we're, we're kind of talking more about that. Just like an overarching period of time is what we're really dealing with. So. Yeah. So the big takeaway from that is it is multifaceted and (laughs) men, you cannot hope to understand it ever. No. So you just gotta, you don't do your best. Yeah. Don't try. Don't try to understand it. Yeah. We're not asking you to understand it. (laughs) Yeah, At so, least I'm not for you. I'm not asking you to understand it. And I'm not trying. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a wonderful time too. Um, the postpartum, it's always kind of talked about in a very negative light, you know, because it usually it's talked about postpartum. The next word is depression. Um, we're not necessarily talking about that in general, but the postpartum period where you're with that baby and all the preparation and all that stuff, you finally have your baby there with you. So there's wonderful, awesome parts of it too. But there's a lot of difficulty there, too, as you just said right there. Tricky thing is everybody, every woman deals with it totally differently. Yes. You you really don't know what to expect. Like you might think, you know, hey, during this time, I'm sure whenever baby comes that first month, I'm going to be like this. But you really, you <laughs> no. can't predict it at all because just no. it's impossible. No. And even like, I'm sure you'll talk more about this. Uh, in a few minutes, but even the same woman having three different children has three postpartum periods and each one can be unique. Faux show. For real. 
I had very, very different experiences after every child. You want to share a little bit about that? Yes. So for like after our first Charlotte, um, it was it was really honestly like nice. I mean, there were like many days when I didn't shower and kind of the typical things that you kind of like, oh, I won't be able to shower every day. Um, That's like every day. (laughs) I shower every day. (laughs) (laughs) You shower every day? I do. Okay, good. (laughs) Just make sure. Um, It was, you know, it was really difficult Um, in that sense. Like I didn't prioritize me. I was prioritizing everybody else. Um, But like she was a great baby. So there wasn't a whole lot of, quote, difficulty. Um, You know, an an adjustment is an adjustment, but... Um, praise the Lord, we did not have a colicky baby. Um, my heart just aches for those parents who have to, um, care for a child, uh, who goes through something like that. Um, it's, it's, I can only imagine just how difficult it is, but after Charlotte, it was an adjustment, but it really wasn't bad. Um, after Henry, he was a C-section and that was horrible recovery physically horrible. After I had Henry, I was like, if we have another one, I will try everything in my power to have a VBAC because I don't want to go through that again. Now, if that's what happens and that's what happens and I will deal, but I was really praying that I would not experience that again. And, um, it was for me, it was really hard. My mom had a C-section and like, she didn't even take Advil afterwards. Like she just got up and did her thing. I was like, Okay. <laughs> so for every, like, she's my mom and she had a great recovery and I did not. Um, and well, there's the complication of that recovery also was that I got really sick right after yes. I was sick during, and then right after Henry was born. So yes. you had like no help from me cause I was literally removed from you guys for two full weeks. Yes. So yes. Kind that of you were, you were so sick. We, yeah. we literally had to was, remove ourselves yeah. so could, because it was very bad for, infants if they would have gotten what you got so but then jack was i got my v back and it was a great recovery i was up and moving and but now emotionally it was much different so it's just physically and emotionally and connection wise with people every single one was totally different and for me to think that oh it'll be just like last time is very naive of me to think so it's you just have to honestly kind of go with the roller coaster and and I have to be sensitive to okay I'm getting really frustrated with a lot of people so maybe I need to take a minute collect myself and calm down from this crazy anger mountain that I'm on (laughs) you know just collect myself just not put those feelings on other people so um it's you can't you can't predict and you can't typecast that type of thing and one thing that you touched on with each one being a little bit unique is that Charlotte was kind of easier, A, because she was an easy baby and really chill, but also she was the only thing to really worry about. Yes. So with each subsequent child, you have older children that are going to be, you know, by their nature, it's going to be a little bit chaotic. Kids and, are needy. <laughs> they're needy. <laughs> and um, so you've got a ton of things that you got to kind of juggle. Um, so it was a yes. little extra hard. Yes. And aside from that, like, I feel exhausted, like I'm being pulled in a hundred different directions because everybody needs something, every person, everything in the house, myself, my emotions are running wild. It's 
basically a cluster mess on every level for real like the wild wild west <laughs> and that's what it feels like internally <laughs> yeah except not as awesome no <laughs> wild it's, west no cool. it's not <laughs> it's it's not i mean it's a beautiful time but it it's just super chaotic so for me to pretend like it's a great experience like everything being chaotic and flowy no it's not it was not for me you know i i love love dearly my children and i love michael dearly however it turns your world upside down it really does and that is an adjustment and for you mamas out there you know emotionally what i'm talking about like it's so hard to navigate it really is and we'll get more into that but it's really really hard to navigate your emotions yeah, and one thing that I think um, a lot of people kind of talk about, oh, it was a good day today or it was a bad day today. When you're in this period of time for both the husband, the wife, the mom, the dad, it's not like a good day, bad day. It's like every minute yeah. can be good or bad. It really <laughs> changes a lot. So you just got to keep your head on a swivel, guys, and just really be watchful and just be super intent every word you say matters more during this period of time yes yes so we want to get into here's how um husbands you can help and this is something that michael and i we've done a lot of trial and error with this and um how to communicate through this so we are sharing our experience and the things that have really worked well for us and really the first one is guys husbands whatever you are used to doing multiply it by like three well, let me let me go back. Not by three, by like 10. It will blow your mind how much your wife does for your family and your home. Seriously. All the little things. All the little things. Now, I say this. that I know and realize that this is not true for every single family. But I'm just speaking from our experience. There are a lot of things that I do for this family and for this house that took Michael by surprise the first time around. And with each um, kid that we've added to our family, he has gotten exponentially better at just like wanting to serve because it's not, I don't know that it's really a natural thing for, um, for a guy to take on that role if that's not what you're used to doing, to putting on that, like that kind of mindset of life and like, oh, these are all the things you do. Okay. Uh, (laughs) you know, it's, it's a lot. So to kind of manage all of that, I can imagine would be very difficult, but just realize that there's a lot of things. It's not just like throw some laundry in the dryer and like clean the dishes every now and again. It's like, make sure everything in your week is scheduled. Go to the grocery, make sure you've got a meal plan. Let's vacuum the floors today. Let's mop the floors today. Let's put the clothes away. Let's make sure that the bathroom is clean. Let's clean the toilets. Let's uh, make the bed. Let's clean the sheets because they haven't been done in two weeks. I mean, like I could literally list a ton of things. So it's just a lot to manage a house and a family and just be sensitive to the fact that your wife most likely does a lot for your family. And it never ends too. Like as soon as you got that laundry load done, (laughs) yes, I finally (laughs) folded the last shirt. Bam, there's a new pile. Yeah. Speaking of piles of laundry, one of our couches is literally filled above the couch line of laundry. Like the 
the back line of the couch, like it's above that. Yeah. So if I can't find anything in my drawer, I know where to go. <laughs> and no judgment at all because I get it. Because also here's the thing: I could be over there do like doing uh, folding or whatever, but <laughs> I don't want to do it. <laughs> the second thing that we can do to help our ladies is to just basically be extra verbal about everything positive. So tell her she's incredible. You're amazing. You're doing a great job. Also, don't patronize her. Patronize? Patronize? Patron I say patronize. Patronize. Don't patronize me. <laughs> um, if you don't really mean it, don't say it until you know you mean it. Like, she's going to be able to know if it's fake. Mm -hmm. So, And it's just really dishonest to fake a compliment anyway. So I'm sure you could find something that you're noticing that you could honestly say to her. So just keep an eye out. Be extra watchful for the little things. Like, Yes. Um, if you're not used to it, that can be a really hard change. So some some guys, not exactly like feelings on the sleeve kind of dudes, like Tim the Toolman Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Great show. But uh, like it's dig deep a little bit inside and and think of uh, think in new ways for your lady just to benefit her. Yes, um, she will appreciate it big time. Yes, and if you're having trouble coming up with something to say that's positive, just try and put yourself in her shoes, and I'm sure something will come up. Like, wow, I could never push a baby out of my lady business, and then turn around and do all the things that you're doing. So find something that she's doing that, even though it may be as simple as putting on some, I don't know, something very mundane every day, like whatever, just find something to compliment her on words of affirmation, even though that may not be her first love language. We always appreciate a comment, a sincere comment, um, because as a new mom, you do kind of feel like you're drowning. So let her know that she's doing a good job. It gets easier every time too, as you get practiced with it. Yes. You'll start to notice it almost automatically before you know it, you're just like spouting out compliments. And practice is key. Like it's not going to come naturally, you know, right off the bat. We talk about communicating in previous episodes and it takes practice. Nobody is good at communicating right off the bat. You practice. Yeah. We yeah. talking about practice? Practice. Not a game. We talking about pra pra practice. Not a game. <laughs> That's an old school reference. <laughs> Another easy one is... There are plenty of dirty diapers going around at this period of time, mm. and they suck. So <laughs> any amount of dirty diapers you can take off of her plate, just do it. Just do just it. Just get your hands dirty, man. Just do it. <laughs> it's when you, easy. When you think about it, if you are the breadwinner and you go off to work, just think about how many diapers she is changing during, during the day that you are missing. Just change the diaper. Yeah, and what really changed for me, no pun intended, was that... Um, you know, so the ladies get a lot of time with the babies and we have a pretty, you know, if you've listened long enough or you know us, we have a pretty like old school traditional setup here where I go to work um, kind of like nine to five style and Elizabeth is here with our kids raising them. And she, we have the, the business, the home internet based business, but for easier purposes, you know, it's more traditional. She's here a lot. But the women also get breastfeeding and all kinds of stuff that really help to bond super, super 
well with the babies. Us men, we don't have that as much. Like holding our babies is great, but uh, it's kind of like, man, I wish I had something where I could like bond more with my kid. Well, changing a diaper, honestly, can be pretty awesome because you get a couple of minutes, several minutes, depending on the mess <laughs> How level. involved it is. <laughs> um, but that is time where I especially notice it with our third kid. Um, they are just, they're facing up. There's nothing else to look at but you. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a few minutes where you are bonding with your kids. So you can have fun with them once you get done with the, the whole thing. You know, their belly's right there. You can blow raspberries on them, tickle them. They love having yes. it done. Like it's just a really special moment. So don't think of it as like, oh man, I gotta, you know, get the you know poop out of there, all that junk. It's like, I mean, yeah, you do have to do that, but it's a really sweet moment and it happens like, you know, 10 to 12 times a day. So yeah, depending you can get on several their in. age, but yeah, the one to go off of that, the mindset I, for a long time, uh, with our first child, I was like, Oh gosh, another diaper. I'm so sick of these. But instead of thinking like, I'm so sick of the diapers, it's a privilege and a blessing that I get to change a diaper of my child a child that I get to love and to look at and to cherish and to play with and to touch and to hug and kiss. And, you know, that when, when I really prayed about that mindset, because I was like, okay, I'm getting really annoyed with diapers. How silly is that? And I was just asking the Lord to change my heart view on that. And when that started to kick in, I was thankful for those diapers. So if that is something that maybe you're struggling with or like, I'm not going to change the diapers. I want to challenge you to really pray about your heart about that. Um, Ask the Lord to give you the correct lens on that because life is precious and it gets taken a lot. I know I got really deep just now, but, but you know, a lot of, a lot of couples don't get to experience that. And so I, I wanted to stop having that mindset on changing diapers and it's, like Michael said, it really is a precious time and they're looking at you and they're so squishy and precious and just you get to love on them. And so changing the diapers, it can really be a blessing and touch your heart and make you cry because they're just so cute. Yeah. Speaking of the word squishy, <laughs> I happen to, this is one way we describe our kids. You know, oh, you're so squishy. Like plump and chunky. Yeah. Uh, don't. Describe your wife that way. Don't do that. <laughs> I may have done that today, <laughs> and I thought it would be a good laugh, and it was not. <laughs> <laughs> I said, don't say that again. <laughs> yeah. And shut it down. <laughs> shut it down. You can't see what I did, but yeah. I did emotion. Did X. <laughs> the next thing um, that husbands, here's how a way you can help, and this really, really has... Um, become a routine in child with child number two and child number three. And that I appreciate so much is that Michael takes over at a certain point during the night and he says, okay, go shower. And as simple as a shower and just being able to be clean and to rinse off the sour milk and the baby drool and the poop and all that stuff, that's not yours. (laughs) 
is... No, I said the baby poop's not yours. <laughs> well, I said the poop. Uh. <laughs> the poop's not mine. <laughs> just to rinse that off and get clean and feel refreshed is just a great way each day to take, you know, 15, 20 minutes just of self-care. I'm getting clean for the day. You can spend that time to pray if there's something you've been struggling with or to listen to a podcast or, you know, there's plenty of podcasts out there aside from ours, which is awesome, but um, that can really be encouraging and uplifting or maybe take your mind off of the things that you have to do, um, you know, at the house during the day, just kind of like a brain timeout. And so just removing myself from everybody and everything and kind of shutting off my brain and taking care of me for 15 minutes has been an incredible blessing, um, every single day. Uh, because like with Charlotte, our first, I, I didn't have the opportunity. I just didn't prioritize it to shower every day and to take care of myself. So making that a priority with child number two and three, has made a lot of um, positive impacts for me, which then correlates to how I treat others. So that is one way, husbands, that you can really help your wife. And our last thing with this part where you can kind of just, you know, keep these things in mind is be okay with the mess. Don't ask, hey, where's my uh, where's my clean underwear? Yeah, don't do that. It's not going to go <laughs> well for you. <laughs> so for me, this kind of comes naturally because I – kind of create messes everywhere I go. Um, but the, uh, just be a little extra patient for the, the clothes, the socks, the towels, you name it. Dinner might be a little bit behind schedule. Shoot, take over dinner, create a meal plan for her. Yes. It's it's actually, you you know, you'd be more well-rounded anyway. So just relax, brother. Yeah. All right. So we also wanted to talk about kind of what to expect in the kind of the large, scope items of what things you might run into during this postpartum period. Number one is probably kind of obvious, but you have a lack of physical intimacy. So after the physical trauma of the process of childbirth, whether it is naturally or through C-section, there are certain things that are just out of commission for a while. (laughs) Um, trust me, when you've seen it happen, you'll understand why. <laughs> and we're talking yeah. like, you know, I honestly don't know, like guys who are not even close to this or like maybe years away from this. Cause I was kind of a little bit shocked at how long it was before, like before basically, you know, sex could happen, but like it's weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks. And again, you'll understand yeah, when you see it. It's months. Um, yeah. And I said weeks becomes months. So like easily two to three to four months. Granted, there are those women who heal very quickly and their physical intimate uh, relationship with their husband gets right back on track fairly quickly. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Irish twins? Yeah. And they're like, it's it's where like like, twins, uh, it's when um, kids will have the same birthday, but they're a year apart. Yeah. Which means, you know, you think about nine months to, to grow, like, oh my goodness, that's something else. <laughs> yeah. More power um, to you. Sorry if that's uh, like a, like a uh, uh, not politically correct to call it uh, I, I, yeah, I don't Irish know. twins. I don't, that's the term that we've heard. So we apologize if that's not the appropriate term, but um, that's all that we know. So yeah. that's what we're talking about. But, but yeah, that that's, 
kind of crazy. <laughs> yes, it's but for it specifically in our situation, it took a while for me to recover. And that just has to be you you have to adjust and you have to figure out kind of a different way to grow intimately with your spouse. And we actually have um, an episode, Three Shades of Intimacy, where it talks about uh, kind of the three main um, ways to be intimate with your spouse. And one of them is physical, but there are two others that are very, very important, very important. And maybe that's a season where you, you know, kind of bump up the other two uh, since you can't be physically intimate with your spouse. So it's just, it's really important to give your spouse space to heal. And if there's any demanding of, you know, hey, I need this, let me tell you, the wife's going to be uh, like, yeah. shut it down. Yeah, that, that falls apart pretty quickly. <laughs> it's, no. I wouldn't recommend that approach. Don't, don't, just don't. It's, com- I'm going to be super honest, it's completely insensitive and chauvinistic, and it's not cool. Is not cool. If your wife is fiery enough, she might really give it to you. Yeah. In a lot of different ways. So don't don't do that. Yeah. And I, I hope that if you do have the pleasure of being present, like obviously, you know, certain things might keep you from being able to be in the delivery room. But if you're in there, the amount of effort that it requires for these ladies is mind boggling. So it's a totally different thing looking at it from the other side. Yeah. Anyway, so if you feel the urge like five to, times, if you so true, if you feel the urge to be physically intimate, think about her trying to deliver a baby. <laughs> That'll shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody keeping track of the shut it down counter? <laughs> For real, okay. Seriously. So lack of intimacy is one. I'm going to let you talk about the next one because you're an expert on this. <laughs> <laughs> Unpredictable emotional roller coaster. <laughs> it's like PMS multiplied by three. Hold on. Not three. By like 10. <laughs> Seriously. it One moment I'm on cloud nine and the next moment I will be crying about the fact that Michael took the last slice of lunch meat. And you think that's silly. And why would you cry over lunch meat? But it actually happened. And I'm pretty pretty sure it was after Jack. I was going to go in the kitchen and make myself a sandwich. And I am in the kitchen crying. And Michael comes in. He's like, what's wrong? You took the last slice of lunch meat. And I was really looking forward to a sandwich. And he was like flabbergasted and sad and empathetic all the same time i'm sorry baby i wasn't even thinking about you when i took it <laughs> and he was like I'll go, I'll go to Publix right now and get you more lunch meat and i was like you don't have to and he's like it's not I, the point it's still gone but i want to i want to do that and i was like are you sure <laughs> it's like i'm i'm not kidding when i say sobbing I'm really not kidding. It just struck me just right. And I lost it. And I was so sad that I had no turkey for a sandwich. And he was so gracious. And he's apologized, which is something really honestly silly to apologize for because food doesn't last forever. It goes away. And he went to Publix and he got me some more lunch meat. And the issue was resolved and he was so sweet about it. Thanks, babe. But it truly is an emotional roller coaster. So just be prepared. Buckle up your seatbelt. 
because it's going to be a bumpy ride. Yeah. And don't like from from a woman's perspective, when I say that we can't help it, I really, truly mean and it sounds like a cop out that we can't help it because I have had after Jack, it's been a little more, I would say, volatile where like I'm just like, oh, la, 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 great. And then all of a sudden I'm saying something super mean to Michael and I I can't I it's almost like an out of body experience where the words leave my mouth and then I see them hanging in the air over him like a cartoon bubble. And I'm like, what just happened? Did I really say those words to him? And he's like devastated and heartbroken by what I said to him. And it's and I like I don't register it when it comes out because the emotions are literally just switching without us knowing and all of a sudden we're angry and frustrated and like super pissed at whatever's going on and we try our at least i mean from my experience i really try my best to navigate those but sometimes i really can't help it and so that's when i uh, get down on my knees and apologize (laughs) i'm so sorry i did not mean to say that (laughs) yeah and the last of the things to expect is just relational distance, which is really closely related to the physical aspect of what we talked about earlier. But this is kind of more of an overarching thing. So, um, you know, we're both focused on this new being in our lives and he or she requires a ton of attention and all this stuff. So naturally, you know, when your attention is wholly focused on the new kid and or the other kids that still need a lot of um, time and attention, it's really easy to let your spouse fall by the wayside. And I don't know why I'm using my hands so much when I'm talking about this, but because that's what we do. <laughs> I just um, made another hand gesture. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this can be a really big challenge. Uh, this is, it's normally hard to stay focused as a married couple. Yes. There's a ton of stuff going against you guys. This is even more challenging than average. So you have to really, really, really be intentional. Believe it or not, there will be times when that baby is sleeping. Thank goodness. <laughs> and you will have a little bit of time to breathe. Instead of picking up your phone or going on Facebook or whatever, stop and invest that time in your spouse. And in this case, your wife. So it is a super, super meaningful time. I feel like I feel like as things are, you know, we're talking about emotions are a little bit bigger and those ups and downs are a little larger. I also feel like sometimes those meaningful times, those meaningful words and uh, reactions and touches are also bigger than they would average or they would be on average. Yes. So they can just really bring her back to a good place. Um so make sure you're paying attention to that that distance. If you feel like there's distance distance between you, there is. <laughs> yeah, and do something about it. Yes. Don't just man. I wish I wish we were closer. closer. <laughs> <So>, you dummy, <laughs> get closer. Yes, do something about it. So basically, to summarize everything, as guys, we just have to be extra watchful over our wives during this time. Check in constantly. Hey. How you doing today? I noticed that you seemed a little on edge. How can I help? Is there anything to do that you couldn't get to or whatever? 
Yeah. And I would put an addendum to that. Don't say to your wife, I've seen you've been on edge. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> just, <probably> true. <laughs> just say, you know, I, I want to make your day better. How can I, how can I serve you? How can I help you? And like Michael said, check, be extra watchful over your wives. That's a very, very practical way as uh, men, as you can be um, leaders in your family and lead your family to, you know, a good, um, like holy and connected unit, you know, that takes a guide and, and that's biblical. And so that's something that we, you know, go to the Bible on for, especially for Michael, like he's the leader of this family. So how can he do that in this specific situation? And for, you know, caring for me during postpartum, how can I be, how can I check in with her? How can I make her day better? How can I help lead this family so that we are connected and we are, you know, going back to what the word says and that type of thing. And that's something that I've always appreciated because like I said earlier, like Michael has gotten better and better. Every child that we've had, he's been super intentional about that um, and how he can serve me and love me well. With all of this said, we know and we've experienced that this can be a really dark time and, um, you know, you feel alone, you feel despair, like just a lot of really, really uh, negative emotions. Please, please, please seek professional guidance. Go to therapy. Talk to your pastor. Ask around with anybody who's been in therapy and find someone to go to because, it is just so, so important to have someone to help navigate, help you navigate this season of your life, because this is not something that anyone should ever do by themselves, ever, ever, ever. Um, it's very, very important to seek help. And like anybody who tells you that seeking help for a mental issue is like weak or you shouldn't do it. I'm gonna tell you right now, they're not an advocate for you. Like, yeah. be totally honest and upfront. They're not an advocate for you. You need to do what is best to keep you healthy. And if that means talking to somebody else, seeking your pastor or talking to a therapist, do it. Do it, do it, do it. Please, please, please do it because um, postpartum depression is serious. And if you feel like if, you know, maybe you're not going through postpartum depression, but your marriage is truly suffering, go to marital counseling. We've said this multiple times on various episodes. We've done it ourselves. Go to therapy. It's such an excellent tool that is there to help you. And, and it really does help. So I just want to encourage you to do that. Don't walk through it alone. Please don't. And as always, we have a challenge for you guys. Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect that. Now I'm really uncomfortable. Challenge. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so if this is going to be or is your current season of life, talk with your wife about how you can serve her. And she might not be able to articulate that super well. So just be ready mm. for that. Um you know, some some wives will know exactly like, yes, I, I need help or will need help with this, this, and this. But if she doesn't know, just think outside the box. Pick just, something. <laughs> yeah, just look a little more closely and I'm sure you'll find something. 
There's a lot of stuff going on in any household in America. Yes. So it's truly the best way to 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 love them. So um, and it puts your your needs to the back, her needs to the front, mm. and this is a really great time for her needs to be in the front because she's really important and uh, yes. she needs to feel that. Yes, very true. And it really is like when we when you know when I think about serving Michael and just at least from my perspective, like I, sometimes I get I get lost in like, well, how do I how do I really serve him? What does that look like? And really, we we reflect on how Christ put his needs aside to serve us, to serve me. And so, if he can make the ultimate sacrifice, super thankful for that. Um, and like really it pales in comparison to that's kind of a mild way to put it <laughs> what appreciate uh, it like, truly though like you know okay well i'll do as a husband like doing the dishes stop complaining about doing the dishes you know like christ died on the cross go do the dishes like serving your spouse like just my point is serving them is just a really great way to love them and to to elevate them and saying that you're important and we really appreciate you and it's if you're ever struggling, just aside from this episode, if you're ever struggling with how to love your spouse, you know, just reflect on how Christ served us and, and all the examples in the Bible of that. It's putting somebody else first is just a great way to serve them and to love them. Um, so yeah, that's our challenge. And, and really we understand that this may not be your season of life. So maybe in the next seven days, just serve your spouse find a way that you can serve them to put your needs to the uh, back and their needs to the front and, and show them how much you love them and appreciate them and just serve them a simple way. Yeah. And for you, for you guys and girls who are single right now, just put it in your back pocket for a later time. Yeah. Or maybe just like serve a friend, like, you know, do something kind for them or like a parent or a sibling. You yeah, know? that's a way better idea than just stuffing it away in your pocket. <laughs> what am I thinking? Like you can do that in everyday life. Yeah. Serve someone today. <laughs> just be kind. Yeah. Do your friends dishes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we thank you guys for listening, for making it through this marathon episode. Um, bit of a heavy topic tonight, so yes. I know those can be a little bit harder to digest a little bit, but appreciate you guys sticking around. You can follow us on Instagram and on Facebook. We're going to leave links in the show notes and we love you guys to subscribe. If you're just kind of peeking in, what are these guys about? Please hit that subscribe button and leave us a positive review. Five stars or more. <laughs> just kidding. Five stars. 11. On Apple Podcasts. <laughs> uh, if you leave us a review, we will read it on a future episode. Yes. You might get featured. You will get featured. We've done it. Every single review. <laughs> we've done it. Yeah. And if you're loving the podcast, please share it on your social media and tell your friends about us because that's how we get the word out, baby. Yes, that really is the best way for people to find us and to hear what we're doing. Yeah. So thank you, guys. Yeah. You're awesome. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>